Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Every writer that you meet will have that one script. That one script that is their heart and soul that they love so very much that has not been discovered yet. That's what this podcast is all about. We find those scripts, these unbelievably original gems, and we bring them to life with a table read of professional actors. Welcome to Undiscovered Scripts, Movies Made of Paper. Welcome to episode four of Out of Touch, presented by Undiscovered Scripts, Movies Made of Paper. It's a day in the forest and the three of them are moving in stalking mode. We see what they are following. A magnificent stag about 50 feet ahead of them. The animal weighs over 300 pounds and it's over 9 feet tall. Its antlers are huge and frame its majestic face. The stag is munching the baby shoots which are everywhere in the forest now, lazily moving through the trees. It raises its huge head to listen and sniff the air every few minutes. It moves along and pins itself against a thicket of trees and bushes. They have it cornered. The young couple draw their arrows at the same moment that the stag sees them. Joy does not hesitate. She runs full speed ahead at the stag. Ben and Maya's arrows fall short. When Joy is six feet away from the large animal, she leaps into the air. The stag is ready for her. Maya watches in horror as the stag turns its magnificent sharp antlers into the perfect position to skewer the young wolf. Joy adjusts her body so that her projection changes and she flies to the left of the antlers. She manages to almost avoid them completely, but not quite. One of the antlers grazes her right flank and Joy yelps in pain and surprise. Joy! Maya runs forward, ready to put her body in front of Joy's to protect her. As soon as the stag sees the wolf fall to the ground, it leaps over her and bolts away. When Maya reaches her, Joy's lying on the ground, but her head's up and she's panting heavily. Maya takes out her canteen and pours fresh cold water on Joy's wound. Joy yelps in pain. Ben arrives and takes off his t-shirt. 
He tears it into long strips and wraps the strips around Joy's body. The strips turn red immediately. At night, the young couple drag a makeshift stretcher into the yard and into the cabin where Joy cries as Ben and Maya move her off the stretcher onto the floor. Get a sheet. I'll boil some water. It's day and the three of them are huddled on the floor asleep, Ben and Maya on either side of Joy. Maya wakes up as Joy licks her face. How are you feeling, girl? Ben gets up and walks away and turns to Joy. Come. She tries to stand, but can't. Come on, girl. You can do it. Joy yelps in pain again. Stop it! Ben walks back to Joy and kisses her snout. It's okay. Just let me get you some more water. You hungry? You want some food? Joy looks at him blankly, but her tail is wagging. Good sign? I can't stand this. What if she dies? She's not going to die. How do you know? How do you know that I won't die this way, or you? What choice do we have? I don't know. I don't know! Time passes as Maya and Ben fuss over Joy, changing her dressing, hand-feeding her, sleeping with her. The room is getting more and more messy. We find Ben standing in the same position, away from Joy. Come. Joy stands with a monumental effort and limps over to Ben, who hugs her face and covers it with kisses. Maya smiles in relief. <laughs> oh, good girl. That's my girl! Outside Ben's cabin, Maya and Ben sit with Joy watching a glorious sunset. The skies painted in pinks and reds and oranges. It's fall, and there's a chill in the air. The leaves on the trees match the colors in the sky, and it's almost unbearably beautiful outside. They're wrapped in blankets, seated side by side on chase lounges. Maya brings her hands up to push her hair out of her face, and she lets her hands trail down her neck and down her front until they come to rest in her lap. Ben watches her with unbridled lust. Do you remember what it's like to touch someone? <laughs> Not really. I mean, uh, I remember the feeling inside of myself, but not what it felt like on my body. That probably doesn't make any sense. Yes, it does. I think it probably feels like when you touch yourself without the other side. She demonstrates by touching her arm. Like you feel this, but not this. Do you remember? I remember what it felt like when my mother would rub my forehead when I wasn't feeling well. He stares at her. I wish I could touch you. The mood intensifies. We can do this. She covers her hand with the blanket and then reaches out and touches his face with the blanket. That's nice. Can I? She nods and he reaches out with his hand covered by the blanket. Ben then covers himself with the blanket, including his head, and goes to sit with her in the same chair. This causes her to giggle uncontrollably. <laughs> he tickles her through the blanket, and the giggling gets worse. They wriggle around, covered by the blankets, laughing and squealing. In the morning, Maya's in the kitchen cooking. Ben comes in with PJs on, but shirtless. She practically starts salivating at the sight of him. He notices. He picks up an oven mitt and caresses her hair. Do we have more of these? Yes. He opens a cabinet and pulls out more oven mitts from the back. She puts on a silicone mitt 
and reaches out to his chest. Nope, doesn't feel great. <laughs> she takes it off and finds a thick cotton one and slips it on her hand. She touches him with the mitt and his eyes flutter with pleasure. He finds two oven mitts and puts them on. With much effort, he manages to lift her shirt up and over her head. They giggle with embarrassment <laughs> and excitement, but also because this is hard to do wearing oven mitts, and the comedy of the situation is not lost on them. They stand there with oven mitts on each other's chests. How does this feel? Good. They stop laughing. <laughs> it just got very sensuous, and they can both feel the shift. She slides her mittens down his front and stops when her mitts are touching his crotch. Her eyes widen and she pulls away to reveal that there's a tent pole in Bren's pants. She looks at him and he blushes. She puts the oven mitts on his hips and slides them down, taking his pants down with them. She stares at his erection in awe. He's embarrassed and tries to cover it with his mitts. No, it's okay. She moves his mitts out of the way and reaches out to touch his erection with hers. He orgasms. All over the mitts. He's horrified and she just looks a bit confused. Uh, I, I, I'm just gonna... Um. He grabs her mitt with his and runs out of the room into the safety of his bathroom. Outside the bathroom, Maya knocks on the door. Hey, you've been in there a long time. Come out. I just need some more time. Inside, Ben sits on the floor, staring at the dripping mitt that he just washed. He puts his head in his hands, embarrassed. You don't have to be embarrassed. I remember my mom telling me about penises. What happened, it's supposed to happen inside the vagina, but I guess it can happen outside? Yeah, it can definitely happen outside. <sighs> we don't have to talk about it, okay? Finally, the doorknob turns and Maya steps back. Ben walks out with his eyes downcast, still not able to look her in the eye. <sighs> it's the afternoon in Ben's cabin. Snow comes down in thick sheets outside. The electricity is down, and Ben's on the couch in front of the blazing fire reading a book. Maya comes in with her hands behind her back. She stands in front of him with a big smile on her face. What? She shows him. Kitchen mitts for him and her. I just figured that I could show you mine, since I've seen yours. He drops the book. <laughs> she puts the mitts down and slowly takes off her sweater and shirt and pants and underpants. Wow. You look different than the girls in my dad's magazine. Different how? I don't, I don't know, just different. Y you don't like it? No, I do. <laughs> I like it a lot. I want to see this magazine. It's in my room. I can show you later. A moment of silence while Ben just gapes at her in amazement. Finally, Maya throws him some mitts. He stands up. Wait a second. He goes to the kitchen and rifles through the cabinets. In the meantime, Maya gets cold, so she wraps herself in a blanket. She tries different suggestive poses on the couch, but then gives up and just sits with her arms wrapped around her knees and the blanket engulfing her. Ben returns with a box of clear plastic wrap. What's that for? Ben unwraps a large piece and holds it up for her to see. They look at each other through the clear plastic barrier. Hold it. She stands and the blanket drops to the floor. She takes the plastic sheet from him, careful not to accidentally touch. He reaches out 
and touches her face through the plastic. <sighs> You're so warm. You're cold. Let's move closer to the fire. They shuffle awkwardly closer to the fire. He takes off his shirt and then leans into the plastic and kisses her cheek. A small moan escapes her lips. <laughs> He's encouraged by this and goes in for another kiss, but this time he kisses her lips. He puts his palms to her palms so they are both holding up the plastic together and he pins his body to hers through the plastic. They kiss the plastic. Ben pulls away and takes the plastic wrap with him. Lie down. She does as he asks. He lays the plastic wrap over her body and runs his hands all over it. Don't let it tear. He nods as he kisses every part of her. It's hours later and they are both asleep on the couches wrapped in blankets in front of the much diminished fire. The plastic wrap is balled up on the floor, wrinkled and wet. It's spring, and the family is walking through the forest in the rain. As they walk, the storm intensifies. Lightning and thunder explode around them. We should get inside! Ben nods, and they pick up the pace. Inside the cabin, Ben and Maya look out of the window at the pouring rain. The electricity is out. It's been a week. Maya looks around the room and notices someone is missing. Where's Joy? I, I let her out. In that? Maya, she's a wolf. She can handle it. She kept on waking me up. I couldn't take it anymore. They look out of the window. <sighs> the rain is coming down as if God opened a faucet in the heavens. I'm going out to the river. What? Why? I'm worried about flooding. I need to see the level of the water. Okay, I'll come with you. Maya and Ben walk up to the transformed river. It's been turned into a Category 5 rager. The water has risen so far that it's the same level as the banks on both sides. Ben and Maya stop two feet from the edge where the river meets the land. It is silent for a moment, almost peaceful. And then... A huge chunk of mud-soaked riverbank slides into the water and takes Ben and Maya with it. They are swept away with the mud and plants and debris. They go under as they go through rapids and are churned as if they are laundry in a vigorous wash cycle. Bloodied and bruised, they come up in unpredictable intervals, gasping for air and trying to call for each other. This goes on for several miles as they are swept downriver. The river seems to get wider and wider as they drift farther apart and then back towards each other. When they're close, they reach out but can't get to one another. Finally, Maya and Ben's momentum is stopped by a big tree that has fallen in the path of the raging water. They both grasp the tree trunk. Ben! I'm okay. Are you okay? You're bleeding badly on your head. They edge sideways on the tree trunk, moving slowly and deliberately until they reach the shallow water. I can stand! Maya moves faster now. She looks back and sees that Ben has stopped following her. I'm stuck. It's my foot. Maya edges back to him. I can't move my foot! Try! Ben yells out in pain. Ah. Maya stares at him for a beat, ah. knowing what she must do and trying to work up enough courage to do it. The trunk shifts as more debris hits it, and that snaps her back into action. She wraps her arms around Ben. She then uses his body as an anchor and slides down into the water. She sees Ben's foot that's caught between two big rocks. She tries to move them. She shifts them, but not enough for Ben's foot to get out. She comes up for air, 
and as she does, the trunk shifts again. Time is running out. If the tree is swept away, they will be swept away with it. She takes a big breath and dives again, holding on to Ben's body. She loosens the rock so he can slip his foot out. When she surfaces, Ben is screaming at her. Go! They shuffle as fast as they can towards land. It is not fast enough. The tree trunk finally dislodges and is swept away. Dive! They both dive under the moving tree trunk. Maya is able to stand and use her legs to get away, but Ben has an injured foot and he slips. Maya grabs his arm with both her hands and holds him until he regains his footing. They surface and hobble together towards the river's edge. They crawl where the water is only a few inches off the ground and collapse. Ben reaches for Maya. She flinches instinctively. Ben falls into his arms, skin to skin, lips to lips. It's afternoon at Ben's cabin. Maya holds Ben and helps him hop towards the glass doors. They are trudging through a foot of water, rain still coming down in torrents. The yard is completely flooded. When they reach the cabin, they look around in horror. The room is flooded with a foot of water. Things float around them. The chickens! <gasps> she leaves Ben and runs as fast as she can through the water to the garage. The garage door is pushed open and this sends a wave of water throughout. There are floating chicken corpses everywhere. Maya starts crying. <gasps> ben enters behind her and they embrace, both crying now. <laughs> it's night. They're sleeping, naked, in each other's arms. Ben's ankle has been wrapped, and they look peaceful, even though their bodies are covered in cuts and bruises. A sopping, wet Joy jumps in the bed and wakes them up. Joy! Where have you been? He reaches for her muzzle, and at that moment, she decides to shake off the water from her fur. Water sprays over everything, and they both scream. <laughs> In the morning, Maya's doing her best to sweep out the last of the water from the bottom part of the house. She looks out at the yard, still muddy and wet. The clouds part, and a ray of golden sunlight pierces the gloom of the world. At night, Maya carries a tray of hot, steaming chicken soup. Ben's sitting with a magazine. He looks better. They both do. You lit a fire. I did. I'll get up and help you tomorrow. I think my ankle's okay now. Maya hands him a bowl of the soup and picks up the magazine. It's an old Playboy from the 1990s, back when Playboy still had naked girls in it. She rifles through the pages. That's Davida. What? The one with the blue hair. I named her Davida. But it says her name is Candy. Ben shrugs. She flips the page. And this one? Ruth. He snatches it away from her. I don't need them anymore. I have you. He flings the magazine across the room, puts down his soup and pulls her to him. It's late afternoon. Ben and Maya stand in front of the ruined solar panels. Can you fix them? Ben shakes his head. Okay. No power. No plumbing, no chickens. I guess it's good we only have nine months. It's a glorious late summer afternoon, and the couple, dressed in white, is facing each other, holding hands. They're standing in front of Ben's mother's grave under the big tree in the yard. 
Joy has a necklace of wild flowers around her neck and she's wagging her tail beside them. Maya has a matching crown of flowers around her head and is holding a bouquet of them in her hands. I promise to love and cherish you till death parts us. <laughs> I think it's till death do us part. Are you sure? That doesn't sound like English to me. Death can't do us part. It can't it can part us, but do us part? Maybe it's does us part? What are you talking about? That's what it said in the encyclopedia. Okay, fine. Till death do us part. Now you say it. I promise to love and cherish you till death do us part. Ben slips a magnificent ruby ring on her finger. It was my mom's. It's just so beautiful. It's. <laughs> he kisses her passionately. It's day near the river, and Joy plunges into the water, barking happily. She turns to see where the slow humans are. They run up to the bank of the river, holding hands, still dressed in their wedding clothes. Maya and Ben look at the water, both remembering that awful day. They almost died. It's okay. He lifts her into his arms, carrying her as if to cross a threshold. He wades into the water, and their white clothing turns transparent and floats majestically in the water. They kiss and Maya pushes away from him and splashes him. Oh, this is war! He lunges at her and she squeals in delight as he splashes her with a torrent of water. <laughs> it's morning. Snow covers the windowsill again. Maya's in bed naked. Ben enters with a cup of steaming tea. My lady? He bows and she smiles and props herself up. He kisses her after putting down the tray. Are you cold? She nods as she takes a big swig of her tea. Ben gets her a sweater and slips it over her head and runs his hands down her body as he pulls it down. Are you feeling okay? I just checked for the rash. No, 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 not that. Is your tummy okay? It's okay now. I haven't thrown up in two days. It looks big to me, and it feels big. It's fat. What? She touches her belly and lifts her sweater up, and there it is, a little round pooch. Suddenly, they both look scared. Fat. Maybe we should check the encyclopedia. I'm pregnant. What? How? Maya gives him a look. Are you kidding me? Are you sure? The sperm comes out of your penis all the time in my vagina. <sighs> we were supposed to get sick. He wraps his arms around her and kisses her cheek. Our baby. <sighs> We're going to kill our baby. Don't say that. <sighs> At night, Maya leans against Ben in the bath. Steam bellows around them and they are relaxed. Her belly is big now and protrudes from the water like a bobbing watermelon in a barrel. Let's check yours. He lifts his leg and she examines his foot and ankle very carefully. Nothing. Why don't you believe me? We're not getting it. You don't know for sure. We should be dying already, and look at us. We're healthy and making another human. Well, what if it shows up later now? What if it's changed? Can we talk about the name? No. Mm -mm. I don't want to name it. I don't want to love it if we are all just going to die. Ben gets up to leave. No, where are you going? You're stuck in this idea that you have in your head, that, and you won't listen to me. I listen. I just disagree. Come back in the bath. He just stands there, dripping wet. Ben, 
You worked so hard boiling all this water. Stay with me. Okay, fine. Let's practice the breathing thing then. He gets back in the bath. Take an organizing breath. She does as she's told. A big sigh as soon as the contraction begins. Focus your attention. Slowly inhale through your nose and exhale through your mouth, allowing all of your air to flow out with a sigh. In the morning, Mai is lying on a blanket on the floor in front of the fire. She's covered in sweat and tears and is half-naked. And with each exhale, focus on relaxing a different part of your body. Ben kneels beside her, holding her hand. Joy paces. Help me! I need to squat. I need to push. He helps her into a squatting position as she bears down with all her might. Ben sees the crown of the baby's head. It's coming. Push! The baby comes out screaming bloody murder, and the young couple is terrified. Ben wraps her little body in a towel and holds her up so they can both see her. They both yell over the screaming baby. Is it supposed to do that? Yeah, I I think so. It's too loud! Something's wrong! Give it to me! Her! Give her to me! The baby's still screaming and they are beginning to panic. Uh, What do we do? Let her suck on your booby! Maya places the baby to her nipple and she latches on without much effort and the room is plunged into silence. There are no sounds in the room apart from the occasional cracking of the fire and the soft sucking sounds from the baby who is drifting off to sleep. Maya leans against Ben and he covers them up with a blanket. You did it. She smiles faintly and closes her eyes, spent. It's day in the forest. It's still winter, but the young family is out hunting. The baby is bundled up and tied to Maya's back. Ben and Maya crouch in the snow and are tracking a pure white snow rabbit. Maya lifts her bow and arrow and aims it at the unsuspecting rabbit. Suddenly, the air is pierced by the cries of a newborn baby who is so loud it seems the entire forest shakes with her screams. The rabbit scurries away to safety. Ben helps Maya get the baby off her back. You can't come with me for a while. We need to eat. You need to eat. We haven't had a meal in two days. The baby is bright red and is now intermittently screaming and coughing and wheezing. Why is she doing that? I don't know. Maya tries to get the baby to nurse, but it's not working. Maya is on the verge of tears. She won't do it. Let me have her. He takes the baby and paces back and forth, bouncing her. He starts to sing, and slowly the baby's cries subside. It's spring, and the baby is a toddler now. She toddles unsteadily in a sun-speckled patch on the forest floor. Her father hovers over her. Maya's finishing plucking a bird by a small fire. Joy walks up to them, panting. Where have you been, girl? She licks his face and goes over to the baby and licks her face, too. She then approaches Maya. (laughs) Hi, my love. Maya rips a leg off of the bird and tosses it in the air. Joy catches it midair and consumes it in 30 seconds. Joy wags her tail, lies down nearby in the shade. Were you off with your friends? I don't like it when you stay away so long. The baby falls to the ground and crawls up to Joy and grabs her fur hard and pulls. Ben rushes over to save the situation. No, we, we don't pull Joy's fur. Look, gentle. He shows the toddler how to gently pet the wolf. 
He feels around on her fur and smiles. What are you having there, Joy? The baby starts coughing severely, and Joy licks her face again. Ben picks her up and paces, singing and tapping her lightly on the back. His face is etched with worry. Breathe. Breathe. That's right. Just breathe. Maya rushes over. The toddler is coughing so hard she throws up and starts screaming. Ben, we can't do this any longer. She has trouble breathing. We have to look for help. We need to look for help. We've been over this, Maya. We don't know what's out there. And what's here for us? We have shelter. That's not enough anymore. In the middle of the night, Maya shakes Ben awake. What? The toddler is fast asleep by his side. She points to the beautiful, sleeping toddler. It's happening! In the morning, Maya's passed out. She feels a small hand lifting her eyelid and sees her beautiful daughter smiling down at her. <laughs> Good morning, sweetheart. I have a surprise for you. Maya walks into the living room carrying her daughter in her arms. Ben and Joy and three adorable newborn wolves are all curled up together asleep. <laughs> as soon as the toddler sees them, she squeals and this wakes everyone up. Maya puts her down and she runs and toddles over to the fluffy blind newbies. Gentle. She puts out her tiny hand and gently touches the small animals. Joy looks on approvingly. The baby starts coughing and the young couple exchange worried glances. Her face turns beet red from the effort of coughing and gasping for air. The toddler is almost three now, but still coughing and gasping for air. Ben holds her, bouncing. Joy and her yearlings stare at them, unhappy that one of their pack is in distress. The baby finally stops coughing and puts her exhausted head on her father's shoulder and wraps her small body around his. It's not going away. The encyclopedia says it might be asthma. Ben, please, I can't. She's crying now, and Ben puts his arms around both of them. Okay. It's dawn, and the family stands in front of the now empty chicken coop. Maya hoists a big backpack on her back and starts to walk. Joy and her offspring follow. Wait, it's time we tell our daughter about her name. Maya crouches down. Come here, baby. The toddler does as she is asked. Your name is what you've given us. Hope. Hope. And that is what is out there. Maya looks out into the forest and then back at her family. They smile at each other and they walk into the unknown. Thank you for listening to Out of Touch, presented by Undiscovered Scripts, movies made of paper. Check out our next bonus episode where we interview the writer, Zachy Rubenstein. For more information about this script, along with details of the cast and crew, please visit our website at moviesmadeofpaper.com. New script, new story. First Sunday of every month. Get it for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.